on today's I didn't say that, we have the Chinese social credit score coming to America in more ways than one, and how the left has already laid the groundwork for this to happen. <clears throat> we have an update on everyone's favorite Congress. Well, everyone's second, third. Is she second in the squad, Omar? We have an update on Ilhan Omar violating Sharia law today. Um, we have uh, just an absolute eco-warrior update. Um, this annoying Swedish girl who sailed across the Atlantic, this Greta Thunberg, finally made land in New York. I say Trump should send her back right now, but we'll get to that. Uh, we have 2020 update. We have yet another uh, quote-unquote contender biting the dust. We've got the debate set. Uh, that'll go up against Thursday Night Football. And uh, we have some polling updates, um, some kind of interesting polls this week. Uh, we've got some miscellaneous, just some odds and ends to clean up since we haven't done a show in a little bit. And then uh, we're going to clean it up with Trump Tweet of the Day. So without further ado, uh, let's jump into it. Uh, I think that I, I th- everyone's been calling this a slow news week, and it seems like an actual kind of big news week for how we live our lives. Uh, it was uh, only a few shows ago where we were talking about the Chinese social credit score um, and how the groundwork has already been laid for that in the United States um, and how, you know, th- there's this thing is coming here um, when it pertains to red flag laws. How are they, what goes into a red flag? Um, <clears throat> who's going to be assessing the the things that get you into a red flag, what's going to be monitored to get you red flagged so that you cannot exercise your Second Amendment right to bear arms. Um, and we've had some updates on it. We were a little, we were way ahead of the curve on this. Um, there's an article this week in Fast Company, and the long and short of it is that technology company Silicon Valley has already laid the groundwork for this to happen, and the government monitors all of this stuff already. Um, and we're going to do a little bit more of a uh, slightly deep dive into it, but the comp- the article in Fast Company kind of goes over all of these things in our daily lives or that we use, maybe not daily, but weekly, monthly for sure, and yearly that already score us. Things like Uber. You have a, which, dri- you have a, you have a passenger rating. Which, let's talk about Uber. I don't have a great score. <laughs> That's because you're terse. I am convinced it's because I get in and I don't say anything. Like, why do I have to make conversation? Like, I'm sorry. If you're getting into an Uber and you're not throwing up and you don't smell and you're just being quiet and then you tip, why am I getting bad writing? Like, I really have to talk to you now? Like, maybe I'm going to start taking cabs. I don't know. I can't handle it. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind making conversation if they want to make conversation, but I'm not going to initiate it. The only time I've initiated conversations, well, two two scenarios. One, if uh, you know, if I've had a couple of adult beverages night out on the town, <laughs> I've been known to be pretty friendly. Um, second, depends on what they have on the radio. If they've got talk radio on or sports radio, I'm definitely talking to the guy. I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to throw a comment out there. I'm definitely going to give a, what would you say about that? I don't even have to be drunk for that. Katie and I got into a car one, uh, got into an Uber one time to head to the airport, and the guy had Howie Carr on. 
I grew up listening to Howie Carr. I listen to Howie Carr every day. I'm, I'm obviously going to say something. Um, so, but, but Uber was given as an example <laughs> away from that tangent. Uber was so given as an example. So clearly I'm screwed, but go on. You're red flagged. Yeah, I'm red flagged already. Red flagged. Um, there are some other um, interesting ones, some, some things that I didn't really know about. I'm married and in my 30s, so my days of being a patron at many nightclubs and bars um, actually really never existed. Yeah, that never happened. <laughs> I, never, I never lived that life. Um, but there's this thing called patron scan. Um, that Fast Company talks about where basically it is a way for bars to track the people coming and going. And if you cause trouble, they can ban you and they can send this list to every other bar in the network being like, hey, don't let this guy in. He gets drunk and starts fights or, you know, he, uh, he doesn't tip well or he smells or he, uh, he made an off-color joke about AOC, um, whatever it may be. Um, but they already have this, uh, Airbnb, uh, WhatsApp can block you. Apparently, I'm not a WhatsApp person, but WhatsApp can apparently block you if too many people are like, yo, I don't want to talk to this guy. So it's already there. And I know the first rebuttal to this is obviously, well, these are just private companies. These are things you opt into. You don't think the government monitors all of this already? How do you think the government has to tries to stay two and three and four steps ahead? People who are trying to do evil things to this country. People use social media to stay in contact with one another. Case closed. We have had more than enough examples of terrorists using WhatsApp or other, you know, uh, communication. I think WhatsApp is encrypted, so it's harder for the government to get into, I guess, as if they don't have a back door. Um, I can get that information very easily. But the government already follows this stuff. And by the way, most people don't have stuff on private. Your Instagram's public. Your Facebook's public. Your Twitter's public. How many people get in trouble on Twitter just because they don't, they have a public profile, right? They tweet something that was quote unquote meant to be a DM or I thought my account was private. Um, and they make and they make some sort of screw up on there, but the larger point is that big tech is already in with government. Who do you think handles cloud has to handle the cloud computing? We just had this year one of these big things in the Department of Defense. Um, ten billion dollar contract, ten billion dollars over ten years for cloud computing services. Who are the final two companies? Microsoft and Amazon. Amazon, AWS. Um, and I'm glad I I'm glad I mentioned Amazon um, because it brings us to another story that was in the news today about the Ring doorbell partnering with local police forces, over 400 local police forces, to create a neighborhood watch. And essentially, what this program does is is if your neighbor, if your town or city is opted into this program, the police department can request your ring video from certain periods of time if they feel it's necessary for an investigation. The claim is that they cannot, they don't have real-time video. Well, someone obviously has access to real-time video, right? 
there's real-time video being stored somewhere. In the cloud. In the cloud. In the cloud. To the cloud. To the cloud. And you want to know who owns Ring? Amazon. 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 What kind of investigative journalism do you think is going to be going on at the Washington Post over this? Nothing. And why is that? Because they own the <laughs> Because Post. they own the Washington Post. Um, so to say that there isn't already a setup here for the Department of Defense or other government entities to have access to to work, be partners with, quote-unquote, partners with Amazon, or to think that Amazon already doesn't share or Ring doesn't already share this kind of information with the United States government. Um, it's all out there. So to think that a social credit system isn't already set up here is nonsense because at the end of the day, this is what liberals want. This is what liberals want. And I want to I go back to something that... At the time, made a, a few waves in the conservative blogosphere, uh, maybe a little bit more than I'm remembering, but this goes back to my days as a radio talk show producer, executive producer, nationally syndicated, not saying the name of the person. Um, not to brag. Not to brag. Not to brag. Not to brag. You know who this person is. You've probably listened to them or watched them on television. Um, but anyways, um, how many people are familiar with the name Cass Sunstein? Not me. <laughs> I'm out. You're out. <laughs> You're out. Okay, Cass Sunstein, labeled American Legal Scholar. Um, he was the administrator of the White House Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs and the Obama administration from 2009 to 2012. This was one of his dream jobs. Now, one of the things that Cass Sunstein is known for, other than, um, other than being a well-known law professor, um, is a book that he wrote called Nudge. And what Nudge is, is basically, um, how we can get people to move in the right direction on certain things. So how do we get people, let's say, how do we find a way to get people to start saving for their retirement? Or in another case, how do we get people to start losing weight or to have a healthier lifestyle, to quit smoking? Um, you know, how... How can we do things in order to get people to behave the way that we want them to? The answer is? And the answer is, well, in my mind, the liberal, the, the modern Democrat Party answer to this would be a social credit system, which is how they operate Twitter. They want to operate Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, and you can go through all the conservatives that who have been deplatformed from these places, and figures on the right who have been deplatformed from these quote unquote these bastions of free speech. They remove 
anyone who does not agree with them or gets enough lip or gets too many liberals angry. I couldn't go into work today because of a tweet I saw. I guarantee you someone's pulled that. I can 100% guarantee it. But don't think for a second that the system isn't already set up for the next Democrat president of the United States to come in and start implementing things like this. Because, let's face it, the only way to pay for universal health care in this country is if we start executing sick people (laughs) and we start turning fatties into triathletes. That's like literally the only way it works. Well, don't think the latter's going to happen. Yes. So so it's going to be name and shame time and it's going to be public like it is in China and it's and and they're going to inadvertently create a cooler version of Facebook doing it. I know I sound like Andrew Yang here. Andrew Yang talking about the climate just just for 10 years too late move to the mountains. <laughs> Move to the hills. To the hills. You got to get out of here. You got to get it. I know I'm sounding super depressing and the world's going to collapse and Donald Trump doesn't win re-election. And even if he doesn't re- does win re-election, the deep state and Silicon Valley have already put together the perfect surveillance tool on every single American in this country. They've got the doorbell cameras. They've got our social media accounts. They've got our ins- car and health uh, and home insurance. They've got access to everything. Um, not to mention the devices we willingly put in our houses like Amazon Alexa's or Apple's Siri and Apple said today. They, uh, they're going to stop automatically recording everything, every, all of your audio interactions with Siri. Thanks for that. And everyone's like, wait, what? That's you nice. were automatically recording? Exactly. And everyone's like, wait, huh? What was that? What you say, say you were doing there? Recently, Siri has been doing terribly whenever I try to use it in the car. It I never use it. Good. Why are you using it? Okay, I use it because I commute a long time and somebody, won't name names, likes to text me while I'm driving and I can't be texting them back using my fingers, so I use Siri to write them back. You know, I hear Who once would that be? I hear once a day that women are better at multitasking than men. <laughs> so that's why I'm just saying, well, she's driving, it doesn't matter. She can do two things at once. I'm doing it through I don't want to be sexist. <laughs> um so anyways, that's where we are. Oh, but back to the Chinese social credit thing. They are going to inadvertently create a cooler version of Facebook because Facebook right now is just looking at the people that you really didn't enjoy being around in high school and you certainly don't want to be around now and it's like oh man you know just spent a week in hawaii you feel totally refreshed or oh i really found myself in some spiritual journey in india and then you're going to go on the united states social credit system and you're going to find out that they're a deadbeat dad with a poor credit score who still lives at home with mom and dad and you're gonna be like oh man that that's so awesome that's great <laughs> and that's really all we wanted out of facebook and that's what we're going to get with the social credit system. So I wanted to end with a little optimism and just saying, yes, it's terrible that we are all going to have to conform and that 1984 is basically reality at this point. Let's be completely honest. Um, but it's cool because we're going to get to see all of the crappy things that people we hate do on a daily basis. Score. Score. <laughs> that won't lead to any problems. Um, 
I wanted to go in. I think we're just going to jump into segments. I wanted to talk about the Lawrence O'Donnell thing. Can we just um, first talk for a second? You guys can't see us, but Max's microphone is literally littered in our dog's fur. Like, it basically looks oh, just yeah. like a fur ball. I don't even know how you're getting through on that thing. I have a, a powerful, commanding voice. I speak yeah. with authority. Yeah. Okay? We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into Penny some other time. She's... There's not She's enough terrorist. time. There's no. not. How do you have eight years? <laughs> do you have eight years? I'm sorry, seven. Seven and a half. We're coming up on seven and a half with with Penny, who who you may re- hear referred to as the flips. We might get into Penny sometime. Yeah. But All she's right. she's currently uh she's had a stressful she's day. Probably peeing in the bathroom for the millionth time. <laughs> she's peeing in the bathroom twice today. <laughs> which I think enhances my argument that she's the smartest dog in the world because she sees us go in there and she goes, this must be where I go to. Even though she's been out, what, five times today? She's had some significant walks. Yeah. She's been out five times today. Normal dogs go out three times in an entire day. She's going to go out six times and she still managed. It's unbelievable. All right. Six, Lawrence maybe O'Donnell. seven. At least a couple mile walks too. What's he spewing out now? Uh, Lawrence O'Donnell said last night on a show that uh, he heard from a single source that had seen the documents that Russian oligarchs had co-signed a bunch of loans that Trump had taken out. Um, it turns out... It's not true? In fact, this was a lie. No! <laughs> Stunning. You right? don't say. Unbelievable. Even Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow gave him this Her look. reaction was amazing. She gave him this look like like he just like licked the floor. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Even she, even she's at like completely at her wits end with this, and she already knows that she's been kind, kind of a, an embarrassment over this because nothing's been proven. Not nothing will ever, nothing will ever come out. The only thing they have to hang on now is, is oh, he wasn't exonerated, which is not the standard in this country, um, and obstruction of justice, which. I think he could credibly argue in the court of law that since he knew there was no collusion, there's no proof that there's any collusion. So yeah, he was upset about something, an investigation into something that he saw didn't happen and that we've pretty much proven at this point didn't happen. Um, but anyways, uh, so Lawrence O'Donnell said that, and obviously, I mean, people from both sides were like, what dude? No. And <laughs> In my, <laughs> that's the sophisticated take, the cable news take. Oh, dude, no. And he finally retracted it later. He's like, yeah, nope. It turns out, it turns out like the. It turns out there is a line you can cross in the media today. And Lawrence O'Donnell found it. Yeah. Like uh, when Ed Schultz called uh, Laura Ingram a talk slut. That got, him a, that got him a week suspension. Really? They actually suspended him? Yeah, I got him. Well, woman. White woman. male, white male on woman. Oh, even though woman white and conservative, it's still she's still fighting the patriarchy. <laughs> so a white male is the lowest on the liberal totem pole, right? Which is mind-boggling. We'll, we'll get into Biden in a little bit, but he's he's staying on top of everyone. It's great. Um, no, but the next, I think we're just going to go do quick hit during segments. I just wanted to touch on the Ilhan Omar thing. Um, Apparently, she's okay with separating families. Uh, you know. Um, 
but she doesn't want anyone asking about her personal life. Um, it came out yesterday that the wife of the man who she's having an affair with, because Elhan's married too, and this guy's married, um, is suing them. Uh, Omar has given this guy's quote-unquote consultant consulting firm $230,000 over the past like 12 months, which is clearly she's just like paying him so like they can like travel around and do stuff together. It all looks really shady. Um, so this would be Ilhan Omar's third guy after her current husband and her brother, who she illegally married in order to commit immigration fraud. Um, so good on her. Solid. Yep. And she doesn't she doesn't feel like it's appropriate for people to ask questions about her personal life. But if you ask her if we need Donald Trump's tax returns or his or yeah. anything, we gotta see that. We yeah. gotta see that. But if you ask her for something, that's racist. Um, and xenophobic. Everything is racist. Since uh, apparently she was a refugee. Um, but this is the topic that I really want to get into because as we started this podcast, I have to do something that is against everything my mean and that's be on social media. So we can try to build up a brand and online. And with, an audience and reach all and you an fun audience people. And reach everyone. And if we ever have a very, very, if this ever turns into a very successful thing, I may just point back to this particular segment from time to time. Um, but I'm sitting here on Twitter, and I'm just like, this is one of the worst website in the world. <laughs> I hate everything about this. I hate everyone on it. Um, it's just the lowest common denominator. It's It's terrible. And at the same time, some days you're just like, I can't believe this is free, which it's not. But you're just like, wow, this is just, this is incredible. Like, there's a couple times a year where you're just like, and everyone has those moments of like, I really wish Twitter was around for the car, the OJ car chase. I think that's everyone's number one, right? If you wanted Twitter around for like five things in history, the O.J. Simpson car what chase. about the British invading? Has to be one of them. The British invading. <laughs> that would be fun. The British invading would be a big one. What um, about Pearl Harbor? It's kind of a little dark, but. I know, like, Pearl, like obviously, like, Pearl Harbor, like, 9-11. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want Twitter to be around there for that, though. Maybe it would have saved lives. Um, I kind of think of things like the moon landing. Oh, yeah. That would have been wild. Twitter, moon landing. Because that's just everyone love everyone. And then Russian bots being, like, you Americans, this is fake. And you'd be like, shut up, communists. But anyway, so I'm on Twitter today, and the thing I have got, they have like on the iPhone app, they've got like these videos at the top. Apparently, if one yeah. of your things you follow is live, they put the videos on. And the video that everyone was promoting, all of these stupid news organizations like Reuters and ABC and CNN and all these dumbasses out there were promoting this 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 awful Swedish girl, Greta Thunberg. Now, you may not be familiar with the name, but she is a 16-year-old climate change activist. Lord have mercy. Um and I want to I want to take the time to go into another deep dive here. Um so this girl Let's start with her family. Her grandfather, famous Swedish actor, father, Swedish actor, mom, so white privilege, famous Swedish like opera singer, white privilege. You know, part of the entertainment aristocracy over in Sweden. 
Um, she started becoming famous when she took a day off of school. What a brave act. Ooh, hardship. What a brave act. When she was 15 years old. Because there's nothing kids love more than going old. to school. And oh, to not get go into is that. such a punishment. Don't worry. We're going to get into that. So, so she takes a day off of school. Oof. Holding up Sacrifice. a sign calling for bold climate action. Outside Swedish Parliament. These people are brainwashed. Her, this is Wikipedia. Her school strike for the climate began attracting media attention, and other students then engaged in similar protests in their own communities. They organized a social climate strike movement under the name Fridays for Future. So not only was she encouraging high school students and other kids, you know, college students as well, they're even dumber than high school kids these days, so she's 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 telling kids around the world, hey, not just take a day off from school, but let's make it a long weekend. <laughs> You're really gonna have to pull their arms. I, I I can't tell you the things I would have protested for in order to take a Friday, or in my case, a Saturday off of high school. You know. You already didn't have to talk me into going seeing John Kerry and Howard Dean, and we had all of you know, and we had all of the political can- presidential candidates 2004 come through our high school, which was a ton of fun. But this is during the Iraq War days. If you said, if they said to me, you know what, if you're going to protest the Iraq War in downtown Exeter, uh, you get this day off of school, I would have been like, absolutely, no blood for oil, no blood for oil. <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, how about we, uh, you know, you know, I'm going to call it a day at around 1030 here. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, let's be honest. So already she's, she's not even shooting fish in a barrel. She's bludgeoning them. Uh, and anyway, so she becomes famous for this. And this year, her name, she's, you know, spoken to the UN. She's done all the stupid teenager activist things. And, um, but this year, for the UN Climate Action Conference, she gets invited again. And this is on the heels of her being in Meghan Markle's, you know, Women Who Change the World. Oh, Lord. Uh, I think it was Vogue magazine or Vanity Fair or one of some irrelevant magazine. And she's one of these women who are changing the world. Um, let's not forget it was Harry and Meghan Markle who have taken four private jet flights in the past two weeks to go on vacation back and forth because uh, they can't fly commercial. William and Kate will fly commercial. Harry and Meghan. Meghan Markle's not about that commercial life, but I she's mean, a climate activist. I'm pretty activist. sure you can only bicycle because horses fart, so that's out. So you can't have a horse-drawn buggy. Yeah. You can't drive a car because that is oil. Oh, we're going to get into this. You can't go on a plane. So, so she's being promoted by just your standard leftist eco-warrior hypocrites, right? Th- these are the people who are propping up the white privilege elite Greta Thunberg who has nothing to worry about in her life other than the climate. What a life to have. Um, if God, if I could only be so lucky. Um, so this year, she's dead set against air travel. And I read today that she convinced her mom to give up her career. 
as like an international singer, opera singer, because of air travel and how bad air travel is. She's like dead set against it. So this year, her big thing, why she's in the news today, is that she took a boat across the Atlantic to get to the UN climate conference or whatever. That's coming up in a few weeks. Um, her dad was on the boat. Some journalist was on the boat. But who do you think owns the boat? Her father? A man named Pierre Casiraghi. He is the youngest of three children of Caroline, Princess of Hanover, and her second husband, Stefano Casiraghi. His maternal grandparents, his maternal grandparents, this is his bloodline, were Rainier III, Prince of Monaco, and American actress Grace Kelly. <laughs> this guy's never worked a damn day in his life. All right? This None is, of these people have. This they is know each other. a rich... Once again, a royal, a rich royal who's never worked a damn day in his life financing this. And the other guy on there is like this German yachtist who I'm assuming is not a rags to riches story. All right. Um, He's been like a professional yachter since he was like 11. (laughs) What a life. So it's this elite, it's this group of elite European liberals taking a dinghy 14 days across the Atlantic to come here to lecture everyone about climate change. But here's the thing. How do you think they're getting back? Well, they're not going to sail it back. Oh, Greta, for, so, so Greta doesn't know how she's going to get back. She's already admitted that. She doesn't know how she's going to get back. What's wrong with taking the boat back? Crown Prince Grace Kelly over here and, uh, and the German yacht sensation, they're flying. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are they just abandoning this boat? They're done. Or are they putting the boat on the plane? No, even better. <laughs> they're flying crew members over to take it back. Oh, my God. We've done our 14 days at sea. I'm not doing 28. <laughs> That's bullshit. So they're already... It's already... Shouldn't they have thought that through before? It's already caused more pollution than the trip saved. By doing this. Solid. Because all of these people have to go back and forth in order to crew this boat over, which is like one of the fastest. It's, it's, it's a really technologically advanced boat. But anyways. Um, so she's over here. But the, 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 the better point being, it's just this group of elite, wealthy Europeans traveling across. They're hypocrites about it because they're they're flying everyone back and forth to make the spectacle work. It's a complete joke. Um, and we have to hold her up as some, you know, look. She's made a name for herself, and I'm sure she's making a pretty penny off of it. Seems like a pretty savvy family. But listen, if your great accomplishment is getting high schoolers to take Friday off of school. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, <laughs> I mean, you can't make this shit up, people. Something, something tells me that there's another thing that people do on a daily basis that you don't have to get high schoolers to do. It's called 420, <laughs> all right? I think 420 is going to have a longer lasting effect on this world than uh, taking Fridays off for the climate. Um, and God forbid being around one of those climate protests at 420 
um, because by 425, you're going to be listening to the absolute worst music in the world um, and just hearing the most insane liberalism you've ever heard. Uh, but anyways, that's Greta Thunberg. So I had to I had to dive into that today. This is all just she's nothing more than a a tool being used by the liberal and European elite to have us live our lives differently than they do. You know, I have no doubt that Barack Obama, if he hasn't already, is going to tweet something about this. Some sort of you know congratulations, Greta, on your 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 trip across the Atlantic. You know, your story, um, you know, gives ambition to us all. Meanwhile, what did the Obamas just do? Buy a $14.5 million house uh, in the vineyard this past week. $14.5 million. Now, this is the man who last year was telling us there's only so much house you need. There's only so much yard you need. There's only so much you can eat. There's only so much you can travel. There's only so much you can do. But he's not going to live his life that way. He's Barack Obama. He's God's gift to the United States. He's going to live his life the way that he wants, and he's going to live it like eco-hypocrite Al Gore, who lives in his 10,000-square-foot mansion. But there's only so many houses you can have. There's only, only so, many. so many places you can travel. Didn't he say something like that? Some condescending, like, I, I That's what have I just so said. much money. That's what I just said. He said that last year. Yeah. No, yeah. he said it recently. It was 2018. Oh, well, the news networks just played it like he said it yesterday. Well, yeah, they're bringing it back up because of what a hypocrite he is. He's buying a $14.5 million mansion that's going to cost God knows how oh, much Oh, they didn't operate. bring it up as him being a hypocrite, though. What were they bringing it up as? Just that he bought it and that he has a lot of money. And isn't that great? We all love Obama. Yeah, the only time that liberals ever love capitalism is when Barack Obama buys himself a $14.5 million mansion in Martha's Vineyard. Or when Al Gore has a 10,000-square-foot mansion in Tennessee. Or, once again, Harry and Meghan's private flights. When Kate and William aren't doing it. You think, you, if you think, and just to go back to the first segment, if you think for a second that any of these people are going to be subject to the laws and regulations and the consequences of a social credit system like you and I are, you are sadly mistaken. If you can buy that lie from the left, if you think that these people aren't going to live a different life and get going to get more passes than regular folks, you just pack up your bags and leave now. You don't want to see how bad it gets. But we're heading down this way. All the signs are there. We've gone over all the signs today. <sighs> Let's talk about happier things. Let's do it. Biden's still in the lead. That's a happy thing. They're Depends gonna vote. on what poll you look at. Those two, <laughs> those two polls in the middle of the week look to be abnormalities. Everyone else has them still in the low 30s, high 20s. It's Sanders and Warren. It's Biden and then Sanders and Warren. And then Harris is kind of floating there in fourth place at like eight, seven, seven, eight, nine percent. And it's like Mayor Pete, Andrew Yang, Cory Booker, Beto kind of bounce back and forth. I thought it was interesting, and we'll get into the the debate lineup uh, right now. Uh, what what the what the debate lineup's going to be? Because I think that there's a couple of interesting names. Oh, Drudge just moved to a Hurricane Watch. The best Drudge is Hurricane Watch Drudge these days. <laughs> He's all over it. 
He's such a weather nerd. Um, but, uh, but it's really, that's it. That's it. We really have Biden and then that's why people want to see, Hey, let's get these other people out and see if one, if someone's going to jump up from this kind of Harris Sanders, uh, Warren situation that we have. Um, And uh, one of the names that I think everyone was looking at, or there are two names that everyone was kind of looking at today to see if they would qualify. Uh, the first, the first I think, was Tom Steyer, who spends... So much money. Who's already spent millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, earlier this week, there was a poll that came out that had... Is the morning consult poll, you know, Biden here, Biden there, uh, Biden up, um, and then Warren, Sanders, Harris, that kind of thing. But then there was an early voting states tab, and the early voting states tab had Steyer up at six, and then Tulsi Gabbard, the other person everyone was watching, at four. Um, so in early states, they're doing well. I think we've gone over this before. We see a lot of Tulsi up here in New Hampshire. Uh, I saw Pete today. Really? Yep. Saw Pete. Which, by the way, I'm not only on the Pete mailing list, I'm on the Pete text message list. No, we got it. No. There's uh, pints for Pete tomorrow at the Moose. Interesting. Is he going to be there? He's not going to oh, be there. Pass. If he was going to be there. So, so I get this message. First, it says, maybe Dahlia. I don't know a Dahlia. Hi, Max. It's Dahlia for Mayor Pete's campaign. This Thursday, I'm hosting a pints for Pete, Pete up. Oh, Pete up. Ah, I didn't even catch that the first. <laughs> oh, God, it's horrible. Ah, I kind of like it. No. I love it. It's cute. God help us. Pines for Pete up at the Thirsty Moose in Dover at 6 p.m. And on Friday, a 5 p.m. Discuss- at 5 p.m., a discussion about Pete's new mental health and addiction plan at the Rochester Library. Can I count on you to be in either or both events? Wait, so he is going to be at the library? Is no, that what it's I just, just heard? a discussion. It's a meetup. The first one's a meetup for peak people in the area. And then the second one is just a discussion about his she's an organizer. She's just a state organizer. Oh, but I thought you said he was gonna be He's there. He's not gonna be there. Ugh, then I'm not going. God. Unbelievable. And even better, we know to avoid the moose tomorrow night. <laughs> um for a peat up. Uh, one person who would definitely not be competing in the debate tomorrow, or not tomorrow, in two weeks. Uh, which, by the way, we talked about the debate. They're still doing 10-person. It's going to be Thursday, and it's going up against Thursday Night Football. Actual Thursday Night Football? Actual Thursday preseason? Night Football. Who is it, though? The Raiders and... Please be, like, Miami. No, they're not that terrible. I'm thinking baseball. Who's the worst team in the league? Ravens? Dolphins. Dolphins. Okay, I was right. So maybe it's like Miami and the Raiders. Oh, they haven't announced it yet because... There's a debate. Because it's technically up until midnight where people can qualify for it. 
Oh, I thought you were looking up what game was going to be on. I'm looking up the game too. I've got multiple tabs, Katie. Oh my God. I thought men couldn't multitask. I am multitasking. Honestly. NFL week one, NFL week two. Uh, Please be Miami. Yeah, you're close. It's uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Scam Newton. At North Carolina? Mm -hmm. So two swing states? Oh, you're right. Oh, I'm going to have to move this. You're right. You're right. Those those are two. I don't know how much North Carolina is a swing state, but. Well, yeah, the Dems still be, yeah. think it's a swing state, even though. Yeah, like, Florida. It's probably not. Um, so anyways, here's your lineup uh, for the debate. You got Biden, Mayor Pete, Senator Harris, Senator Sanders, Senator Warren, Senator Booker. Um. Mr. White Privilege himself, Beto O'Rourke, Amy Klobuchar, Senator Amy Klobuchar, um, I guess Secretary Julian Castro, uh, and businessman Andrew Yang got in as the 10th and final guy. Uh, the next two out, Steyer Gabbard. Um, they were going to host two nights if people uh, did it. But uh, if, if enough people made it, but now they're just going to do one night, which I think stinks. I hope they go back on it and do two nights. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him do two nights, five and five. Um, but I get why 10, 10 is the, as Ep, like we've talked about, that's the largest manageable number. Anything beyond that just becomes unruly. So it's going to be interesting. It's going up against football, a crappy football game, but football, nevertheless. Uh, oh, what's the college game that night? On a Thursday? Mm-hmm. Looking up now, there's no game, actually. that. Uh, but there were games on Friday, including a tasty Washington State versus Houston game. Um, so there's nothing yet. So it doesn't look like there's anything too major that's going up against it other than football. So that's where we're at, 2020. Like I said, it's been a slow week. Everyone pile on Beto for the burger nonsense, which I saw someone point out maybe the most offensive thing. He was using a metal spatula on a nonstick pan. Oof. <laughs> so he was destroying He was destroying his pan. Um, uh, uh, people were calling him out for putting the burger on the English muffin. I'm not, I've never seen that in my life. Also, he put broccoli. I mean... Let me tell yeah, you, folks, the broccoli I flipping there. love broccoli. I think it might be my favorite vegetable, but I sure as shit don't want it on my burger. That's freaking weird. That freaked me out a little bit. The The English muffin thing, I, I've done. What? Were you just like, you didn't have a bun in the yeah. last resort? Yeah. Did he I didn't seem have anything like else. it was his last resort? That family no. has That family has more money than they'll ever be able to spend in 10 lifetimes. If they wanted buns, they know they have buns. Why, like, why so he say, likes to do all these weird things? Like, here's me at the dentist. Here's me making a burger. Well, I think burger. that's a larger he, thing. It's like, just like, why do we care? You're fine no with No one the cares. Who cares? Who cares? Go home, Beto. No one likes you. Um, what else? The Biden. Oh, Biden today, not knowing. We can go over some of the, some of the tweets today that we sent out. Of course, if you're not following, I didn't say that, underscore, underscore on twitter you are missing out um but biden there's a video that was going around of biden today who um who didn't um 
who forgot what I'm doing right now, forgot President Obama's name, um, to which I think this was my most popular tweet of the day, to which I said, quote, President, he said, you know, President, it was the President, my boss, he didn't know Obama's name, to which I said, President, my boss, you know, the clean guy. Awkward. Harkening back to when Biden called him clean black, his former boss, so that's always nice. Um... So, yeah, um, there's that. So make sure to follow us on Twitter. Um, it's spicy. Is there anything else we missed? Are there any other top stories? Seems like It seems like this weekend the news media is going to shut off and it's going to be Hurricane Watch. But That seems to be Labor Day this week. I think this hurricane is going to be very big. It looks like it's going to be a nasty one. They just want it to. Yeah, of course they want it to. They want to be able to, like, say that they had X number of storms and global warming is coming to kill us all, when really it's just normal. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was like what they what they said about, like, the, uh, the Farmer's Almanac. They said yesterday we're looking for a, uh, a polar coaster. This was the term. This was great. I read this yesterday. Expect a polar coaster. So, um, what you ask is a polar coaster. So, a polar coaster is uh, cold temperatures, a good amount of snow, wintery mix of rain. Wait, when are we getting this? The winter. The, oh, this is Farmer's Almanac. Yeah, yes. we're supposed to get like a wet slushy. They're calling this a polar coaster. What it sounds like. Is winter. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I guess winter needs a rebrand. It's a polar coaster? Yeah, it's now the polar coaster. It sounds way more fun. Two thirds. You don't want to go from face colder than normal. No, I'm out. You don't you don't want to go from fall to winter. You want to go from fall to summer. To the polar coaster. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> no. No. Actually, I really don't mind when it's cold. I just don't want there to be snow that can kill me on the road. That's really. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to uh, debut a new segment here. Um, it's called List of Four. And it's from our one of our friends. And from these long, long, long fantasy football email chains that we have with one another. Uh, but it basically comes down to everyone has to list thing, do things in a list of four. And if you don't have all four things to say, you end it with always make lists of four. Always make but hopefully four. you actually have four things. Exactly. So that's where this comes from. Um, it's just a fun little way to end the show for our Trump tweet of the day. Um, and so for this one, just because we're kind of it's 2020 season, we've got the third debate coming up. Well, I guess technically the fifth debate. Uh, we have a climate change forum next week on CNN for the oh, candidates. We'll live tweet that. That all of the yeah, we will be live tweeting that. That all of the candidate major candidates except for Kamala Harris will be going to because apparently she has better things to do than save the country from this pressing issue. That it's the number one issue, so I don't know what she's doing. I don't know what she's doing either. Probably out being a cop. Um, <laughs> there's a thing. Crack yourself up. There's a thing trending on Twitter today about the Tulsi didn't make it party. And apparently Kamala Harris's supporter on Twitter called themselves the K-Hive. 
like the bay hive oh dear lord like i said it's just the worst thing on the planet okay so we're, let's do you, so we're doing you we'll go back and forth we'll go back and forth we'll go back and forth so we're okay. doing the best parts of the democratic primary to date and let's start with you okay well you go for it ladies first Okay, so um, I just think Marianne Williamson has been a blessing for us in this series. She just, she's just always throwing out one-liners that you're just like, I, I can't. Like, we, we need more than plans. We need love to defeat Trump. Like, okay, good luck with that. She also wants to make a Department of Peace. Uh, what does that even mean? Um, but I think my favorite moment of hers was when um, you should you, you should Google this. A kid reporter asked her, do you have a pet? And she goes to him, I had a cat and it died. And the kid just looks at her like, I don't know where to go with this. And she's just smiling at him like, I answered your question. I mean, total Looney Tune. All right, what's yours? Uh, My first one is one that I reference constantly, and it's Andrew Yang telling us that it's already too late to fix the climate crisis if you will, in, in the, on this country, and that we need to move to, uh, in the world, and that we need to move to higher ground. That's it's a good book. already too late. It's too late, folks. We're screwed. Miami, New York. You're out. Gone. Done. We should just burn it to the ground now. How is his thousand dollars a month going to cover your moving expenses? There's we got well, we got to tack on. We might have to tack on. We need the higher ground income. Yes, we need at least two thousand a month, Andrew, because we need to move to, we need to move to the mountains. Um, definitely my favorite moment so far of the debate. Just absolutely taking climate scaremongering to its limit of, oh, I have no optimism that we can fix this because the chance already passed. We need to uproot our lives and become hill people. (laughs) All right. My second one is from Christian Gillibrand, who, so sad, had to drop out today. Just a tragedy. Um, When they asked them on the debate stage something about how are you going to end racism or how are you going to make sure white people go away, something like that, uh, she responds that, you know, she can do something about white privilege too. Not it's not just on people of color to tackle. And so she, as a white woman, will go into the suburbs and teach white women about their white privilege. Oh, thank you, Kristen. I wouldn't know what the heck my white privilege is if you hadn't come in and taught me. Where would I be? Where would where would you be? I mean, thank God. Mm-hmm. After this, she's going to go up and take a soak, by the way, just to to end the night. Glass of white wine. Um, My second one also has to do um, with a uh, listener candidate, but nevertheless one that qualified for the debate. This is Julian Castro in the first debate. Uh, When everyone else was speaking Spanish, he was talking about reproductive justice for trans women. Which... What does that mean, y'all? I have no idea. A trans woman was born a man. So is the justice... Is that how it is? Or was it... I thought I thought it was a trans woman, a woman, uh, someone, who, a man who was born a woman and still has the... No, I thought still trans has the, the woman means you were born a man and now you're a woman. 
I thought it was you're a woman, but you're transitioning, but you still have the womanly body parts because that's the because a man can't have a child as much as liberals want to tell us this. So I'm thinking like maybe they haven't gone that far and been like, oh yeah, if you have testicles, you could have a child. Here it is. I just googled it. What is a trans woman? A male to female transsexual. So I was right. So he should have said trans men. No, it's trans woman because they're a woman. They're transitioning to a woman. But you don't get in, you don't get ovaries and uh, a uterus and a, and fallopian tubes. That's why they need justice, Max. It's in just That's not why fair. They need it's not fair. They need to get the piping from donors in order for them to be able to get pregnant, so that they can experience their own abortion. That's what we're getting at. It's absurd. Okay. That's my, the, anyways. That's one of my. That's my second favorite moment. All right, my. I'm, I'm on number three. Uh, mine is when Beto starts speaking in Spanish, and Cory Booker gives him the craziest look. Like, what just happened? What is happening? Uh, there are many memes about it. You can Google it and see it. And it's Warren pretty, too. It's Booker and Warren. Booker's yeah, they're giving, both like what? Booker's giving him the. Are you serious right now? I mean, it's a good thing I wasn't up there because I would just bust it out laughing. I can't so much so pandering, many. like so. I'm, I can't. I can't believe Castro didn't look over and be like, "Bro, you really think you're Hispanic, huh? <laughs> like your your name's Robert Francis <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you're, you're not. You're like. You're like not even. You can't even fake it. I'm the real deal, man. Um, number three. Number three for me, I think it's that all the candidates on the stage raised their hand when they said illegal aliens should get free health insurance. I, how are you ever going to stop? Well, they, I know they don't want to stop illegal aliens, which is why, you know, thinking about this the other day, I'm not sure if there's a group of people the modern left hates more than immigrants who vote Republican. Because the modern Democratic Party only wants to import people who they can put on the dole and say, if you don't vote for Democrat, you lose everything you have. That's how they are going to win elections. I think that's, that is their plan. I think plan. that's what you call blackmail. It's called the modern Democrat Party. And it's been <laughs> going on forever. Um, and, this is just, and this is just the most obvious manifestation of it where they're just not hiding it anymore. They're like, we are going to import illegal aliens. We are going to put them on the dole, and then we are going to run as people who are like, we need to expand social programs for everyone, including those who are undocumented, i.e. should be sent the F home. Yes. Katie's doing something. What are you doing? I'm getting the exact quote for my number four, because Lissa four always have four. Yes. Okay, so my last one is when... Klobuchar did a CNN town hall mm-hmm. and I don't know what she was talking about. Let's see. Um, oh, she's talking about how she beat Michelle Bachman in a race and the audience. None of these kids knew who Mich- Michelle Bachman yeah, was. They're probably this like, who? And it's just dead silence. And she goes, that's when you guys are supposed to cheer. Okay. She added with a super awkward laugh. Um, and that was amazing. Please clap. Please clap. Jeb. I remember this. The audience, it was at St. Anselm's up in Manchester. I guess over in Manchester for us. And um, and uh, 
the audience was all 19 to 22 year olds. So the oldest, the oldest that someone would have been there who knew who Michelle Bachman was, was they might've been 16 at best. But she said she beat a Republican. That should have just been enough. Right. That should have been right there. But they just don't, they don't know about Michelle Bachman. They don't know about the time magazine, crazy eyes photo. They don't know about any of that stuff. Um, Talk about a sign Klobuchar should have been like, oh, man, I am just totally running in the wrong time right now. I um, am so old she is, and out of touch. Which she is. <laughs> um, which, gets, which, which segues perfectly into my fourth. My fourth is just white dudes. Just white dudes. White dudes thinking they have a chance just because Joe Biden is leading the race right now. First of all, the fact that Joe Biden's leading the race is just preposterous. He's not going to win this <laughs> thing. I think we all know that. We will come... And the, I think the Democratic Party is going to come to that conclusion, too, because if Joe Biden's a nominee, everyone's staying home. Oh, yeah. He They're not going to no vote one. for him. They're not going to vote for him. Um, I can't even remember what state he's in. He doesn't know what state sakes. he's in. He doesn't even know who the president was when he was vice president. And um, it's just one gaffe after another after another. He's going to get eaten. If he makes it to the Democrat Party, he's going to get eaten alive by Donald Trump. And it's not as simple. You know, like Hillary's brain was still kind of there. I think she has more physical issues, possibly, right? Um, you know, so I think, you know, and Hillary, you know, obviously wasn't the, the sharpest or whatever. And she was just naturally stiff. But Joe Biden's. Joe Biden's had a history of being a terrible politician. Let's not forget that. Like he represented. He's also this is his third time stuff. running. That's third time, people. That's my point. And he's never made it past Iowa. Um, and he's going to make it past Iowa this time, but on fumes. We'll, we'll see. On fumes. We'll see. All right. So we'll see what happens. But my favorite is just like these guys, like Tim Ryan, John Delaney, Bill De Blasio, Robert Francis O'Rourke. Even Mayor Pete. Guys, your time is up in the Democrat Party. You're a white dude. All right. So those are our lists of four. So tweet at us at I didn't say that underscore underscore and tell us what we missed. Tell us if you agree whose list was better. Obviously, it's mine. Vote me. Um, all right. So we're going to wrap it up with the Trump tweet of the day. We know what the Trump tweet of with the day Trump is. With Trump tweet of the day, we know. We already retweeted it. But for those of you who don't follow us, um, this is the tweet of the day. A sad day for the Democrats. Kristen Gillibrand. Kirsten. Kirsten? You want me to start over? A sad day for the Democrats. Kirsten Gillibrand has dropped out of the presidential primary. I'm glad they never found out that she was the one I was really afraid of. <laughs> Over under everyone tomorrow morning takes him at his word and thinks that she was the greatest candidate and he's really afraid. Like they have no sense of humor. <laughs> I'm already so excited for morning Joe tomorrow. I can't. I, 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 I would go to bed now if it uh, wasn't time for a post-show drink. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.